Yo, what's up, everyone? My name is J.R. Robinson, and I would like to welcome you to my podcast where he speaks erotica from a man's perspective. As always, I would like to thank everyone for the love and the support. Greatly appreciate it. And tonight's topic is BDSM. Are you willing to explore or not? So before we go any further, um, let me go ahead and give my disclaimer. The content displayed on this podcast is for the intellectual property of When He Speaks Erotica. You may not reuse, republish, republish, or reprint such content without our written consent. All information provided is merely for entertainment purposes. Is not intended as a substitute for professional advice. Should you decide to act upon any information on this podcast, you do so at your own risk. While the information on this podcast has been verified to the best of our ability, we cannot guarantee that there are no mistakes or errors. So, like I said, this um, podcast will be BDM. Um, so please sit back, relax, and let me talk to you. The word BDM, the initials, stands for bondage, discipline, sadism, and masochism. And it's a form of erotic play that can be enjoyed by people who are single, or who are in an open relationship. Um, if you're new to the topic, it may sound difficult or scary at first, but as with any sexual, you know, activity, there's nothing wrong with trying, wanting to try something new. You know, um, I haven't myself really participated. Well, I have had form of BDSM, but it was on the, on the mild side. It was very, uh, I had to put some boundaries in and, you know, a, a safe word because someone introduced it to me and she was very, uh, uh, she was an expert, uh, what you call a, uh, uh, dominatrix. So, um, my, my thing was, I couldn't get with being hit, you know what I'm saying? Being whipped or uh, um, pain. I, I'm not big on pain, you know. So <laughs> there was one time where, um, not to go into too many details, but there was one time where um, I got hit with a whip. And when I said I screamed like a little girl, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Because it's one of those those licks that you can still remember. You know what I'm saying? She hit me on the side, on my left side. So every once in a while, I may have a, a, a uh, flashback. And I may feel like a little stain <laughs> on, my, on my side, close to my back. 
So, um, yeah, that was uh, a little different for me. So it wasn't something that I wanted to uh, pursue, you know what I'm saying, as far as being intimate with someone. Um, the term, um, you know, comes up with images of whips, chains, and domination. While this is a part of the BDSM uh, profile, it's not all that there is to the lifestyle. The reason why some people are scared and, in, and intimidated by this by this lifestyle is because they don't know what 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 really it entails. You know what I'm saying? Um, they're not sure of what's coming. So. Um, there's going to be people who are, who are going to be reluctant, you know? So, um, and with this podcast, I want to, uh, you know, explore the miscon- misconceptions of what a BDSM actually means and how you can, if you want to. I'm not saying you should do this. I'm just saying if you ever thought about it, maybe, you know, you can incorporate it into a, a thing that you might be interested in. So, um, the sexual interest in bondage, domination, submission, sadism, and masculism, um, it's also known as kinky sex or fetish play. It's been around since the 1800s. And there was a one book that stood out um, that I had a chance to glance through. And uh, the name of it is The Story of the O. The, like the letter O in the alphabet, The Story of the O. The book was written by Anne Del Close under, pseudon- under the pseudo name of Pauline. Rage, Rage, R-E-A-G-E. And the story is about a woman named O who submits to her lover, Renault, often while being blindfolded or wearing a mask. They would endure in, she would, well, they would endure in various kinds of physical pain, including whips. And I don't know why that that whip term is so powerful. I guess, you know, being actually hit and feeling that pain. Because like I say, it was, when, when the person hit me, it wasn't like she, you know, threw her arm back to, to come swinging forward. It was like a flick of the wrist, or the flick of her wrist. And when it hit me, it felt as if she had drew, you know, drew her arm back to beat me like I was a slave, you know. So, something about that whip, man. It, yeah, that's one of those things you remember, and you're like, nah, I'm good. Nah, I don't want to go no further into this. So, but the uh, lifestyle market is definitely a thriving. It's, it's thriving in the industry the sexual industry. There are so many books and movies and TV shows that, uh, you know, capitalize 
on the popularity of this uh, kinky lifestyle. But let me ask you a question. What if you're not into pain? What if you don't want to be tied up with spank? What about people who, who identify with the term vanilla sex only? Now, you're going to ask, your, your question is, what is vanilla sex only? Well, the term for vanilla sex is often considered the most controversial type of sexual activity, consistent solely of kissing, touching, hugging, and cuddling. And it's also known as straight sex because it doesn't involve any kind of other activities such as oral or anal. So it's just kind of like a... I guess the go-between with foreplay and having actual intercourse and, you know, oral sex and anal sex. So, wow. I didn't know that. I didn't know there was an in-between. You know, I thought it was just foreplay and then going to the main course, you know. But uh, vanilla sex only. Okay. So, if you're looking to spice up your love life, with something new, but don't want to add anything too uh, adventurous into the mix, then um, this podcast information might be, you know, something that you, you know, may be interested in. You know, like I always say, this is from my perspective. And I'm not trying to push you into the, you know, the thing in your, where you're in your bedroom and you want to try um, getting hit or being choked or putting on a mask and, you know, all that other stuff that comes with, um, BDSM. So always remember, this is just me, you know, telling you how I see things or what I may have experienced, how you get down, you get down, um, the way you do, you know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of misconceptions about what Vanilla sex means the term sometimes, I'm, I'm sorry, the term refers to someone who wants sex, you know, and like I said, but doesn't want to be with anyone other than their partner. This type of person may not enjoy foreplay or the different positions, and they don't want to try anything new, you know, in the bedroom, of, uh, like I said, oral sex. So, um, I don't want to talk about that because if you constantly are doing the same thing and not exploring different, um, different activities, then you risk, you know, your partner, uh, you know, not feeling satisfied. Now, unless you talk to your partner, unless y'all have that conversation where you're just like, okay, this is what we got going on. This is the boundaries. This is what I expect. And you come to a mutual decision. That's how you're going, you know, move in the bedroom or in your sexual relationship. And okay, you know, at least you put it out there with both parties understand this is our I like to do things. This is what I don't like. 
Whereas some people, and from my, from things that I know, a lot of people don't talk about what they want to do or that they don't like uh, a certain thing until it's like getting ready to be done to them. And then in the, in the heat of the moment, it's like, I don't like that. Well, you can't do that. I've never done that. And that can throw a chemistry off immediately because that's one of those things where it should have been discussed before you lay down or, you know, uh, became, you know, uh, into each other and you got, and you took it to that level. So that's why I always stress that communication is a big part in any relationship, but it definitely hits, hits home when it comes to sex, because there have been times where I've heard a lot of stories where men and women just say, I just couldn't take it, you know, because it's just so boring. We don't do anything that's out of the ordinary. I tried to introduce this and they was like, well, nah, I don't do this. You know, not willing to put aside what they don't do and for the, for the good of the relationship. Now, on the flip side of that, I'm not saying not be you and not stand on your your beliefs and what you feel is good for you. But if you're in a relationship that you see the, the possibility of it growing, then you may want to change your outlook or may want to open up to the fact that you might have to do something in order to, you might have to do something that you don't enjoy in order to have a balanced relationship, you know? And I'm not saying just give it and do it, you know, just to please the person, but think about it. You know what I'm saying? Think about what's going to make your partner happy. What's going to make the relationship as a whole happy and come to some type of terms with yourself and with your partners and, and see if you can mend, or I'm sorry, blend who you are and blend in what your partner wants, you know? Um, and all that takes is communication. All that takes is before you get in that bedroom, before you decide to let somebody whip your ass, let it be known, hey, if you hit me, understand it's going to be problems. So you can tap me, but don't beat me like <laughs> I'm a runaway slave because it's going to be hella problems, you know? So that's just my little uh, spill on that, my little tidbit, you know? Um, I realized that a lot of my relationships may have worked had I been a little bit more um open about how I do things and how I, you know, want things done, you know? So um, I, I had to learn that. So, but back to uh, the topic. Um, with the success of Fifty Shades of Grey, there are more people interested in the lifestyle of BDM, BDSM. But there's a question that some have, you know, put on the floor. 
is it healthy for your relationship? Hmm. Because that goes back to what I just said, because some people may feel like, hey, that's a different uh, lane that I'm going down and that might not be healthy for the relationship. So that's, you know, that goes back to communicating with your partner, whereas you sit down, you do the research, you do the, the uh, talk to other people, you know, who are a part of that, that lifestyle. And that's if you're open to doing that. If you're just not open, you don't want to do it, then that's, that's it. Put the lid on it and close it. But if you're willing to help make the relationship a little bit stronger or, or meet your partner, then, you know, be open to any possible uh, information that may help the relationship. Okay. Like I said, is it healthy for a relationship? Let's get something straight. This lifestyle is not a form of therapy. It can be um, therapeutic, but it's not, but you know, it being therapeutic is not the primary function. Second, it may seem like a good idea to explore the side of yourself with your partner, but then with that, you have risks that's associated with exploring outside sexual practices. So make sure that you know what you're getting into before you start <laughs> whipping each other or being spanked. And like I said, that goes back to communication. You know, that's that's key because this is not the basic, you know, get together and you, you know, missionary or doggy or whatever your favorite position is. This is like, this is on a high level. That that BDSM is on a, on a higher level than what you're normally used to, you know? And you have to not only be sexually prepared, but you have to be mentally and emotionally you know, because some feelings might get hurt, you know, some, there might be a little pain that comes with that. But, you know, that's when you decide what you can handle and what you can't handle. So, uh, I read that a recent study found that the lifestyle can be beneficial for relationships. Um, the study surveyed 400 and 85 Europe, 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 people from Europe and found those who engaged in uh, BDSM were happier in their relationships than those who did not. Okay. Yeah. So I guess it's, a, it's one of those things where you can find happiness. You can find a, a, a level of, of being comfort, you know, of, of comfort and open to exploring that with your partner, you know? So, hmm. um, I know a question I used to have was how do you convince your partner to participate in the lifestyle? Um, I know with me, going back to my situation, it was right in my face. 
She did not cut no corners. She said, this is who I am. Now, if you can't deal with that, you don't need to get on this train because I'm not into just plain old boring vanilla sex. My lifestyle has been this way for several years and I'm not changing. I had to respect that because I was the total opposite. But for her to make it known without even convincing me made me want to try it out because she was very direct with who she was as a person. So um, when it comes to making decisions about sexual preference, many people do not, many people are not able to express themselves. This is one of the reasons why people feel like they do not have a voice in their relationships. And they, and this can lead to feelings of anger, even resentment, which can uh, disrupt your sex life. So tell your lover you're interested in exploring new avenues and, and exploring them with them, even if it means reading the erotic literature together, watching movies that explore the different aspects of the lifestyle. And you may be surprised how much fun you both will you know, have with seeing if it's a right fit for your relationship. But um, let's be honest. I think the idea of being tied up and spanked, it, it sounds crazy, but that's what makes it so appealing to some people. The, the unknown, never taking yourself to that, that level and letting someone see you in that way, being tied up or um, you know, open, opening yourself up to letting someone spank you with a whip or placing a mask on your face because it, it has a different element. It, it changes the whole view of what you had of that person. And afterwards, it's like, I know for me, it was like, did I really just let this mug hit me? But it was, even though I had a little pain, it was exciting because it was different, you know? And like I said, it's not something I prefer, but, you know, it was cool. Um, some people, um, from what I've heard, some people enjoy being humiliated by their partner, even in front of others. And sometimes they enjoy being forced to do things against their will. To me, this seemed kind of extreme, but it's, it's important for the person who's, who's dominant to know how much their submissive partner wants them to properly take care of them during, you know, those, those uh, intense sessions of uh, BDA, BDSM. So, um, if you are comfortable with your partner handling you that way, then that's going to make it more pleasurable for your partner. And it's going to be to a degree 
pleasurable to you because you enjoy giving that part of yourself up to your partner and letting and both of you explore both sides of, of the lifestyle. So, um, like I said, it's not something that a lot of people get down with. And if they do, they don't admit to it. A lot of people are more secretive about it. I know, um, I got invited to a party and it was, it was a sex party. And, um, and I, I, I went in knowing that everything was on the, off the table. You know what I'm saying? I knew it might be some of this going on, uh, the BDSM. And this was years ago. I'm talking about, um, I think I had been to Atlanta for like a year. You know, I had been here like a whole year. And um, someone who I was uh, cool with, you know, told me about it. And I, uh, I went there, but I only stayed like an hour because they were turned up. I mean, before you, before things start to happen, the, you can just feel the energy that, yeah, we about to get down with this. Everybody had that look in the eye. And that was scary. <laughs> that was one of those things where I, where I knew that, okay, this might not be the party for you. And plus I was buzzed up too. So I had a different kind of high. And I was like, and then it was too many men. I'm not real big on being in a in a, in a place, especially like that, where there's a whole bunch of men. And I'm not saying anything off the top. I'm just saying for me, it didn't feel comfortable, you know? Um, and <laughs> you you know when you can look at somebody's eyes and you can just see the lust just pouring out of the eye socket. So as I'm standing there drinking my Heineken, I'm just looking at the the heat, the 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 shit building up within people, and I just came to the decision: tonight ain't your night. You know what I'm saying? This might be one of them nights you're gonna have to sit out. So I told you know my friends, hey, not feeling too good. It's not my thing, and I'm gonna head on out. Heard it was a great party, but um, I just think it wasn't a party for me. You know, so I, um, on that note, I'm just gonna go ahead and end it with that. And hey, I just want to say thank y'all. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, this has been very good for me. Had an up and down week this week. This morning, I um, I started something 20 years ago, and it finally came to uh, a point. It, it, well, I got to the mountaintop. And when I say I was very proud to have done this for 20 years and to reach this pinnacle in my life. It's one of the best feelings in the world. Um, so I was like not getting a lot of sleep because I knew this day was coming. And this morning I had been up all night. So when I did it with the podcast, well, the information for the podcast, I, I normally get down with it on Friday and Saturday, early Saturday. But I think I started on Thursday night and just went ahead and typed up all the information I wanted to talk about. And um, I'm glad I did because when I got home, I think I slept for like five hours straight. And I guess I needed it because I've been really, you know, lacking in sleep and rest. So um, 
and, and that's one of the reasons why I'm late. I want to apologize for the late podcast, but I think that was that sleep that I needed. So on that note, I'm going to go ahead and sign off. I want everybody to be okay, be safe, take care of yourselves, watch your surroundings, be happy. I know times are difficult, but it looks like they are beginning to move into a different direction, you know, and hopefully we can not get back to normal, but get back to a place where it's better than what it was last year this time. Um, if you have anything you want to say to me, any advice, any questions, reach out, hit me up at when he speaks erotica at gmail.com. And if you want support to the podcast, the platform, then you can hit me up at um, my cash shop, dollar sign Asbury Robinson. Um, please take care of yourselves. And I will talk with you next Saturday night. Thank you. And I am out. Peace.